0: Welcome to the Bluff Podcast, where you
1: get the bottom line up front, and we won't waste your time. Welcome back to the Bluff Podcast. Sorry it took so long to get to this episode in 2022, but we're back and looking forward to bringing in some needed information, some wanted information from all our listeners out there. I'm glad you're back on our way, our audio waves and ready to listen up and ready to get some good information sent out to you guys. Again, we're coming at you from Redstone Arsenal. I am your host, Command Sergeant Major Juan Jimenez. We closed out last year with Sergeant Major Malwak, talking some good information about the Fox Army Health Center, and along with Chief Ariano discussing transitions from non commissioned officer to a warrant officer. And we wanted to continue to follow that theme of bringing you information that you guys are wanting to hear about. And today we got another special guest kicking off 2022 in episode 19 of the. Bluff Podcast, we have Miss Olivia Pierce, our Financial Readiness Program Manager here at uh, Redstone Arsenal. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and pass it over to her so she can kinda introduce herself and a little bit of background about her, and then we'll get into some questioning.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. So background, I'm a licensed professional counselor. I've been providing mental health therapy for over 15 years and i found this particular position that i accepted in july to be something that maybe team redstone could benefit from having a financial readiness program manager with an lpc background so someone who can listen to the financial issues and get to the heart of what is keeping people from actually finally making a new financial habit or moving on investing and those types of things. And what I've learned so far is it is a great mix. It's kind of a niche, and I'm learning that financial therapy is something that is has been touted for actually a long time and more people are catching on, continuing education classes just on financial therapy. So I think, I think I've found a great passion for myself. And I'll tell you why. If you're interested, first off, I'm married. I have been married for 20 years. And my husband and I celebrated our 25th Valentine's together, even though we've only been married for 20. But I like to count all those years. You know how it is, ladies. You got to get all your props, right? So one of the reasons I'm so passionate about finances and therapy are because when I was born, I was actually born into Section 8 housing. My family and I had to live in government housing because we were just too poor to afford our own home or even rent an apartment. So my dad was prior enlisted. He joined and fought in the Vietnam War when he was 17 years old. Uh, he wasn't drafted, he volunteered. Couple helicopter crashes, last one broke his back and he healed, but he didn't heal correctly, but he didn't know that until 15 years of active duty after coming back in. So he actually rejoined the Army when I was two years old to get us out of poverty. So I owe the Army much of my success. And my message to everyone out there, and I'm going to be talking about the Army Financial Literacy Program in here, here in just a moment, but I am living proof That when you make the right financial decisions, you can get to where you want to be. You can become that millionaire next door that no one has to know about but you and your spouse and live a successful, nurtured, productive life and not have to lose sleep over money. So that's my passion. And I want to extend that passion to anyone at Team Redstone or in Team Redstone who would like to use my services. But even though I'm gonna be talking about the Army Financial Literacy Program, which is a mandated program, I want folks out there to know that this is not just For military. I know that here at Team Redstone, we have 600 some odd active duty soldiers and then about 160, 180 other branches uh, of folks that are out there. But Team Redstone means just that to me. If you can access Redstone Arsenal, you can come and visit me in my office. I've I've recently seen a custodial worker who was looking to, to purchase a new car. The commander actually called over and said, Hey, do you think? you could see this individual? Absolutely. So those types of things I want you to know I can help with.
1: I think that is so awesome. And I'm glad that you're on our team, Team Redstone here, because I know people would be able to really benefit if they came down to our Welcome Center to see you. And, uh, you know, I'm an advocate for people getting any type of counseling. I think any kind of uh, help that you can get to improve on where you stand or to improve your well-being, I think it's very well worth it.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: One, I want to extend the gratitude and say thank you to to your father v- being a Vietnam veteran. My uncle's, along with uh, my my wife's uh, grandpa, is also a Vietnam veteran. So nice. I know they've done so much yes. to sacrifice and to make it better for us yes. as we go along and and have some big shoes to fill as well. But now but by moving on to talking about your program. I, I think it's very interesting. And I think it's, it's something that I want to ensure that we put out to our listening audience, because there's a lot of good information out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And what I'd like to do is uh, is, is kind of ask you what made you, and you kind of explained it, what made you want to go into that field, but what, what drew you to get more into financial management, but also help the service members have a good understanding.
0: So I met my husband when he was a lowly senior airman way back in 1997. I had just graduated high school. I had started working at a drop zone uh, packing parachutes and he was a skydiver and you know when you're 17 and you know you see a guy who's four years older than you in the military you know pretty hunky. Okay so I really uh, enjoyed hanging out with the guys, paratroopers making money packing parachutes. And so I had the pleasure at the tender age of 17 to learn from my then boyfriend, now husband, how to manage money properly. So many things that I did not know at the age of 17. They don't teach you in high school how to budget accordingly. They don't teach you investment education. There, I do remember a little bit about stocks and bonds, but it frustrated me more than anything. And I thought, oh, I don't have the smarts to do this. I don't have the know-how. I don't have the money right. to do this. But what my husband taught me is, or boyfriend at that time, what he taught me is, all it takes is just a little money, and taught me about compound interest. And it doesn't matter if you're male or female, we are all visual learners. So when he did the calculations on compound interest, when he said, Hey, this is what this is all I'm asking you to save every month to get to a place where you can retire at 50 years of age, and that spoke my language. So I thought, if little old me, someone who had a spending problem and who had just gotten a credit card in college didn't know how to use it didn't know about interest rates didn't know that if you got a cash advance you're paying like 95 percent interest which is not true that's an exaggeration but we're talking 36 percent interest and and those types of things just for a cash advance so there were so many things that i learned from him that i thought wow this financial education should be taught not only in the school systems, but given as a gift to anyone that would listen. So prior to becoming fully licensed, I did work within Airmen and Family Readiness, and we had a financial program there. So I became an accredited financial counselor 10 years ago and then just retested to regain my certification. But again, to answer your question in a roundabout way, it's, it's really about... Knowing that education, just simple education, can take someone to a better place in life. And, and he was reading right before we got married, The Millionaire Next Door, which I wanted to burn. Because it talked about uh, frugal living and not buying a new car just because you can and not keeping up with the Joneses just because you can. When you your first time home buying, buying a home based on one person's salary and not purchasing a home that you can afford, but living below your means with that home purchase. And so just so many things that, that. and Ben Pierce is his name. If anyone lis, lis, is listening, he's now a contractor with MDA. He did his 27 years with the Air Force. So if you see him, give him props. Uh, and he he's actually a better financial manager than I am. So if you're in MDA and you want to set up a, a session with him, go ahead and do that. And then he can send you my way for anything else. <laughs> no.
1: I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have met you uh, back when I joined in 1993 because, you know, I was out of fresh out of high school. And I mean, like you said, we didn't get too many financial management classes in high school. And then all of a sudden you're getting a little bit of a paycheck and you you start to buy certain things and now you're trying to figure how to manage and let your uh, paycheck work all the way through. And sometimes, you know, as a young soldier, we use up all our money and then we don't have any at the end. And I think the education piece that you're bringing to the table, along with sitting down with people, no matter who it be, if it's a service member or, or a or contractor, it's, it will help them out. get to Absolutely. Where they need
0: to be and let me make it clear. Behavioral change is hard, whether this is mental health therapy, whether this is financial therapy, marital therapy, uh, physical therapy, uh, those types of things. They're hard and it takes a certain level of motivation motivation to continue to do something different. And I think we we hit a wall. Like, we're in March now, but I know I did a class in partnership with EAP on financial goal setting. It was called What Your Pig Really Wants. And so, piggy bank, so to speak, right? And so, what we do is we tend to te- we tend to think of budgeting as a diet here's what we can't have but but with me i can help you shift your focus on what you actually want and start addressing behaviors that you're wanting to see yourself do what you're wanting to see yourself say what you're wanting to hear yourself think in terms of not only money but relationships first, your own personal relationship with money, and then how that extends to your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or your fiance. Uh, One of the things that I'm really hoping to get off the ground here at Team Redstone is premarital financial counseling. And it's not too late. If you're already married and you didn't go through that, come see me. Because again, if i just am i have a, a hunger and a thirst to give you everything that i received at such a tender age for you to be successful in many ways there's no reason for an american to go hungry there's no reason for you not to be able to put away a little bit here and there and some of you might be thinking i can't afford it but let me tell you i have seen the lowliest of low set aside five dollars a week put that in savings, see the compound interest, continue to contribute every time they were promoted, every time they made more money, they continued to put that money away. It requires discipline. Right. And I know that's a hard word for people. It scares them. And, and that's a lot of reasons why you don't come and see me. Right. But I can walk with you in that journey and help you see just how not scary it is.
1: I, I think you're you're right on it. I think we there's people out there, along with myself, that go through a lot of mental gymnastics Yes, we're trying to figure out, do I want to buy this new car, or or could I go with my old car a little bit longer, or whatever it may be if you're thinking of using some of that income that you're getting or being uh, disciplined enough to put some of it away. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that's why the Army has created this new... Now, there's always been a financial literacy program, but now they are mandating for soldiers to receive this mandatory training at certain milestones in their life. And I think the reason they're doing that is because they know that fear that is within a soldier, oh, or it may not even be a fear, it may be procrastination. Oh, I'll do that in five years when I get married, I'm not gonna think about that until I have this, or or the whole if-then thinking or as soon as then thinking, when I'm done with school, then I'll invest. When I finish this particular theme in my life or or milestone in my life, then I'll start saving. Maybe maybe my first financial emergency will be what prompts me to start an emergency savings fund. It's an if-then approach, which is a very scary place for you to be financially. And that's what perpetuates that fear within people because they just simply don't try something different. So I'm the something different and the Financial Literacy Program is something different in that they're mandating. And let me go ahead and, and tell you the even, and I know and I, and I cringe when I hear mandated training because we all need more mandated training, right? <laughs> and okay, so it is cringe-worthy, however, the financial literacy program training is different than some of your other annual training requirements because, number one, you can do something in your personal life with this information that will yield immediate results. So it it, it impacts your checkbook. It in, it impacts your bank account, and it's up to you whether that's gonna be positive or negative. So for example, this is standardized education across the board. So whether you have a financial readiness program manager like me who's also a licensed professional counselor or not, you're gonna receive the same type of education with the milestones. And let me just hit those milestones for you real quick. So for example, initial entry training, Um, this is actually gonna be provided now during your basic combat training, and it's gonna be face-to-face. The online version is not available for this. So we're no longer relying on you coming in to see me or someone else at another installation, your financial readiness program manager for that training. It's gonna be offered to you there for you and, and you won't have to worry about that until your next milestone. So that would then be your permanent change of station. So the first time you actually PCS, the, all the financial things that you need to be aware of, that's a milestone. Your first promotion and any promotion after that. And what I would basically remind you of and give you a nice handout for is here are the things that you can do with this promotion. You can put an extra 10% away or just continue putting the rest of this away until a certain point. And of course, I would encourage you to reward yourself as well with that promotion. The next milestone is vesting in the thrift savings plan. You, sir, you were saying, I wish I had known this when, you know, I I wish someone would have given me a visual of if I had started contributing at this age to TSP, what that would look like. 20 or 30 years later and that visual that's something that we would provide in that mandatory session now most of these milestone mandatory trainings are available online but let me tell you if you do a face-to-face with me or anyone at the next installation where you are, it's far superior to do face-to-face. And I know this as a practitioner. I used to do telebehavioral health, where when my husband pcs and, and I was in between jobs, I went ahead and took a lot of my patients and provide telehealth to them because I was in the same state, provided telehealth to them until I found my next job. They're so much lost. Within a telehealth session, the energy's not there. I can't give you the best calculations when it's online. Or if you're just listening, and let me tell you, I am the most ADHD person that you will meet. I cannot do online training to save my life. If I do, I have to go to a room with nothing else in it except for that laptop to do. Training because you believe when you are in online training, I can multitask, I can answer email while I'm doing this, or I can put a load of laundry in while I'm listening to this. No. So, online training is not the most efficient. So, I'll quickly go through the rest of these and, sir, give you some, some words in edgewise as well. So, continuation pay is another milestone, marriage is a milestone birth of your first child. Now, I don't like that we call divorce a milestone because that should never be postured as a A milestone. milestone, No, that should be more. It's a point in your life that you might hit. And if you did, make sure you come and talk to me or any other financial readiness program manager at any different installation. A disabling condition or sickness is another one. Leadership, pre-employment, post-employment, transition, and um, any other annualization training that leadership might deem necessary. But just so you know, transition milestone is covered in TAP. However, any one-on-one you can get when it comes to transitioning with finances, that's going to be your better bang for your buck. And you don't even have to pay anything.
1: Right. <clears throat> that's that's real good to know. I think hitting those milestones that you talked about are important times in people's life, and it also impacts the finance part about it as well. I mean, uh, and you really hit it when you talk about managing properly. And I think some of us need some of that tweaking on how to manage properly. And that's where you come into play. And people like you that help uh, financial um, readiness for not just a service member, but for all the people that work on installations. I think it's important that uh, if we don't have that stressor of, our finances and we're uh, stable with that it it allows for other things to get accomplished Mm -hmm. and that's really uh, you know the overall goal to accomplish our mission and if we can alleviate some of the stress in the finance department with people like you and and giving us counseling and and, uh, way ahead it it allows for for that to uh, happen absolutely Uh, I think there's a lot of opportunities there when soldiers hit milestones like you said Uh, there's bonuses there's uh, stipends that go on there's promotions like you talk Mm -hmm. about there's money that's sometimes saved during deployments so those are great opportunities that I think soldiers instead of knowing that hey I got money now I can spend versus I got money let me spend properly or manage it properly yeah
0: and it's empowering when you sit down and and I don't call it a budget, I call it a spend plan because it's just a plan of how you intend to spend your money. And when you have that visual representation at your disposal, whether you do it on your phone app, there are several financial apps that are free. And if you come see me, I can talk you through a couple of them. Myself, I follow the envelope method on my phone. I don't have wads of cash and envelopes like they used to do back in the day uh, because I wanna get the rewards on my credit card, but I'm also gonna pay that credit card off every month and not have to pay interest. So there are lots of different ways, like you said, sir, when you're promoted to spend that money differently and again, to feel good about yourself. And there's so much tied to these milestones. In the world of psychology, we call these significant emotional events, and they can be stressful and and not in a negative way all the time. The birth of a new child, it's stressful, but most of it is good stress. But then some of it, yeah, you know, I have two kids, eight and 12. Oh, my goodness. And I did not like the infancy stage. And so it, it, it can cause some negative stress, but mostly it is good stress. Getting married, that's something to celebrate. That's something to be proud of. So why create extra stress for yourself with your finances if you don't know what to do. So having your spouse come in with you to talk about these things, and usually there's one spender and one saver, and I try to stay away from that language. I'd rather use the word for the spender, the celebrator, right, and for the saver, the, oh, what is it that I call my husband all the time? The protector. Yeah. So you usually have the celebrator and the protector, and they're both good things. They're not negative. So I I even use that and I help people change their language so that they can even see each other differently. But with these significant emotional events, we can tend to those emotions that are occurring that are impacting because guess what finances are closely related to suicide rates imagine finances are the number one consistent stressor among folks. So I have no clue why people aren't knocking down my door. I would love to have lines of people, and and maybe not really, but I would love to have my calendar at least, you know, halfway filled with people coming in and just asking questions. And by the way, if you're not the type of person I know that we're still somewhat caught up within the pandemic, if you don't feel comfortable coming in having a face-to-face, just giving me a call and we can chat about some things and and I can I can be your call a friend, uh, your accountability partner. And listen, Team Redstone, we hear you. EAP has shared the survey results and the CR2c the community resiliency project that is going on. We hear you. We know that you want more retirement classes. We know that you want more estate planning classes. That is coming. I'm excited to announce to you that I am going to be deploying on the 1st of June and they'll remain lunchtime classes. For now, they'll be virtual, uh, but it's gonna be called SyFy, P S Y F I for psychological finance. And I'm gonna be talking about the psychology behind finances, but also what you can do, what kind of behaviors, new behaviors you can instill to get to that retirement goal that you have. Because listen, when we talk retirement uh, planning or retirement classes, retirement planning should begin when you first start your career. You're given an idea of what to expect Once you retire, what's your final reward? Like for military, we have the new BRS system. What does that even mean? I bet a bunch of you don't even know what that means. So let me help you understand that. For civilians out there, fully understanding what that will look like. Once you retire, do you want to retire early? Do you want to wait and do all your 30 years? Whatever the case is, those are the types of things that I'm going to be working with you on. And it's not just strictly retirement classes. It's all the things, the financial education that you need to set yourself up well for retirement. So in these sci fi classes, you're not going to see retirement, and I'm doing air quotes here, you're not going to receive retirement in every single one of these classes, but every single one of those classes will posture you more effectively for retirement.
1: I think that's awesome. Because, you know, when we came in, we got the hey, reach 20, and you retire, right. And then when you're talking about the blended retirement system, you know, now people have to invest to be better prepared you know if they don't do all the full 20 or whatever it may be there's an investment uh window that they've had that they're able or nest egg that they're able to transition into what uh, another career that they go into so i think that's very important and you did say come see me so i i, I want our uh listening audience to know you know how can they get a hold of you or where can they go to, to find uh, you and get some more information?
0: Well, since we don't have voicemail right now, uh, <laughs> you can reach me at 256-876-5397. That is the main number to Army Community Services where I am housed in Building 3443. That's the Pershing Welcome Center where you will find the infamous Java Cafe. So you can even schedule your appointment around your lunchtime so you can even enjoy uh, some coffee or a lunch right next door. You will be blown away with the smells when you walk into the building. So uh, just to make it even more comfortable for you. But again, 256-876-5397. And you can look me up on Global as well. It's Olivia N as in Nicole Pierce, and uh, you'll see me under MCOM ID sustainment.
1: That is awesome. And uh, I'm sure that you'll have a line creating, getting created here pretty soon. And if not, by all means, give her a call and schedule a time to sit down with her. I think she's got some great information to, to give out and share and, and get us better prepared in a financial manner and I think that's it's going to be great that uh, you're here and wanting and willing to take off in this program and those classes that you're going to offer I think that's going to be awesome for our uh, surrounding community. I would say before we close out if there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, and give you the mic and uh, and then we'll uh, close out our uh, episode 19 podcast
0: well I would imagine if if there's leadership listening to this podcast they might want to know what their responsibilities are with this financial literacy program so I'll just go over those with you real quick just so that you know what is expected of you as a leader so the first thing is to provide the time for your soldiers to come in for the financial literacy training ensure that they're meeting those required milestones training they can do that six months prior or even six months after. And if they blew the six month, hey, better late than never to come in and get that information and ensure that their records are updated into DTMS. They will get a certificate either from me if they come in in person or if they do this online. And so again, just making sure that they're receiving uh, the assistance that they need and modeling for your own soldiers that financial responsibility. A lot of them have no Financial literacy background whatsoever, you have soldiers who have been given very bad information. They've been given information on how to dupe the system, right. how to go ahead and uh, uh, get the credit cards, get the loans, and then later claim bankruptcy. Okay, that's not how we need to operate in our financial worlds. Right, but you, the leader. Giving information, stepping in when necessary, that will be an awesome task uh, just in and of itself.
1: Yes, I, I think leadership involvement is very important and, you know, affording an opportunity for soldiers to go get better educated. That way, it alleviates problems in the future for all leaders. And I think it'll be a, a, a better organized uh, army and, uh, you know, even workforce uh, if they're able to get some of that uh, good financial uh, information. On. What I want to do is just say thank you, uh, Ms. Pierce, for coming on to uh, the podcast and giving us some information. So I'm sure as people listen in, they'll be uh, wanting to reach out to you and get some
0: information. Great, I hope so.
1: Yeah. And other than that, to my uh, listening audience, I want to thank you for tuning in to our uh, Bluff Line podcast, episode 19. And you know more to come, by all means, reach out to me if you want a special guest on the show and we'll bring him on. Other than that, thank you guys. And we are out of here.